This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good afternoon, this is Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. On the 18th of September 2023, timber company Samling withdrew their lawsuit against Indigenous grassroots organisation Save Rivers. In short, the suit had claimed that Save Rivers made several defamatory statements about the company between 2020 and 2021, questioning the sustainability of Samling's logging operations in Sarawak and also the certification process under the Malaysian Timber Certification Scheme or the MTCS. Samling had sought an apology, an injunction stopping Save Rivers from reporting community claims and damages to the sum of 5 million ringgit. After two years and several postponements, the case was finally going to head to the Miri High Court uh, and to be heard for several days. Starting on Monday the 18th of September, uh, the Save Rivers directors, witnesses, supporters had all been ready to head to court. But then the good news came that Samling had withdrawn the suit and both Samling and Save Rivers would sign a joint agreement, which of course is now available on the Save Rivers website. Uh, Also still on the website uh, are the disputed articles and community claims that were subject of the suit without any edits. So the case had gathered a lot of local and global attention for several reasons, uh, one of them that many had considered this a slap suit. So um, the United Nations Special Rapporteurs on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples and Human Rights Defenders had agreed that the lawsuit may be classified as a strategic lawsuit against public participation or a slap suit, which would in effect silence safe rivers from speaking out. In April this year, 160 global civil society organisations sent a letter to Samling asking the company to hashtag stop the slap. Uh, And in May this year, the Forest Stewardship Council or the FSC had opened an investigation into the company as well. So I was in Miri on the morning of the 18th of uh, September to cover the court case. I was there as a public court observer when we were greeted with the fabulous news that the suit had been dropped. Smiles, of course, smiles, uh, jubilance, I dare say, lots of relief amidst a lot of warm hugs all around the entrance of the Miri High Court as the small NGO celebrated this victory with with many members of communities from the Upper Baram area in Sarawak who had travelled all the way for this. There was great joy, to put it mildly. Shortly after that, I caught up with Simon Sia, who is the lawyer for Save Rivers, and this was shortly after the agreement had been signed. And I wanted to get his thoughts and his explanation on everything that had happened, especially from a legal standpoint. So I started off by asking Simon to take us back to the start and to give us some background on the case. So this case was filed by Samlin uh, on the on the 21st of June 2021 against uh, Safe Rivers and all the four directors. Uh, the claim here was that uh, Safe Rivers has published about eight articles that uh, that Samlin considered to be defamatory, and those eight articles, in fact, were articles that were published sometime in 2020. Uh, near during the pandemics or near to the pandemics or, or just after the pandemics. And then asked Simon to expand on what Samling had claimed were the defamatory statements made by Save Rivers. They claimed that some of the defamation statements that uh, Safe Rivers has made was that uh, the certification, uh, Safe Rivers claimed that some of the certification was without compliance, uh, the certification was flawed, uh, the consultation process was not properly done and all uh, and and 
and, and several times as well, uh, some of these indigenous committee who were, most of them were not consulted. Uh, those were, were the crux of the articles that was uh, published by Safe Rivers. Simon now explains the journey that Safe Rivers had to go on to get to the events of uh, two weeks ago, where both parties signed a joint agreement. And Simon also gives us a breakdown of what the brief statement contains. Okay, so starting in 2021, after they filed in the statement of claim, uh, we filed in our defence as well. So after that, they filed in their replies. So the, the case was supposed to, uh, we, have, we were supposed to go for trial even in 2022 itself already. But then we had four adjournments. A few times uh, the adjournment was requested uh, by Samling's lawyer. A few times uh, it was adjourned by the court. Earlier this year, uh, mid of this year, actually uh, Samling attempted through their lawyers try, uh, tried to negotiate for settlement with us. So eventually, uh, in the last three weeks, we have been uh, negotiating our terms of settlements and we managed to come to a, to a settlement. And today, uh, Samling has withdrawn the claim against uh, Safe Rivers and uh, we had signed a joint statement which is now published in, our, in Safe Rivers uh, website. So basically the statement says this, that uh, Safe, Samling and Safe Rivers have reached an amicable resolution of the suit. Uh, the forest management certification with regard to the Jeronai FMU was awarded by CIRIM, the accredited certification agency recognized by MTCC being the governing body developing and operating the Malaysian Timber Certification Scheme and TCS for Sustainable Forest, man forest Management endorsed by PEFC based on the existing framework as prescribed in the MTCS. The existing framework in the MTCS involves consultation with local communities with a view to obtaining their free prior informed consent. So Samling maintains their licensing and harvesting activities in Jernai FMU and Balutan FTLA are subject to monitoring and approval by the Sarawak authorities. Both parties to the suit agree that the welfare of the local community remain their priority. So Samling welcomes constructive comments and feedback from the local community and Samling will be glad to engage with all relevant stakeholders for the betterment of the local community henceforth and into the future. That is uh, inevitable. And then our Simon, based off that statement, would this mean more consultation and collaboration between both parties moving forward? True, during the negotiation, that was part of the things that Safe Rivers has brought up to Samling and saying that, you know, uh, because a lot of the articles actually mentioned that we tried to reach out, but uh, there was no response. And Samling has uh, also said that they are welcome, they welcome uh, feedback from us, they welcome feedback from Safe Rivers and if any communication uh, to communicate with them as well. So Safe Rivers are open to that uh, and that is the whole reason uh, uh, Safe Rivers is in this picture because they want to be able to speak for the community and to be able to engage and have a meaningful conversation and to resolve the community's issues. And I think that is the, the whole point of uh, Safe Rivers for the community. Yeah. But had the agreement not been well agreed upon, were Safe Rivers prepared to go to court? Yes. Yeah, so in fact, uh, we, were, we were preparing ourselves for trial today uh, just in case that the settlement did not go through. Uh, the, the court has even actually asked us, told us that, you know, if the settlement doesn't go through, the trial will proceed. So, yeah, we are prepared for it. The communities are coming, the witnesses are coming. Uh, in fact, the case has to be started by something. So, yeah, so they are the ones who should, should start. But we are thankful that these things have been resolved. I'm happy we thank something for this as well and the lawyers who work hard on this as well. Yeah, we, yeah. 
So what's next now that we have this joint signed agreement? Can Save Rivers continue to comment on any irregularities they observe on Indigenous communities' rights? So um, this, uh, the withdrawal by Samling, uh, and this joint statement does not in any way inhibit Safe Rivers from uh, voicing out uh, the concerns. If you read the statements itself, the statement also says that uh, Samling will be open to constructive comments and feedbacks. So uh, definitely for Safe Rivers, they will continue to uh, give constructive comments and feedback to Samling. And uh, I hope uh, with this behind our back, uh, with this case being withdrawn, we hope that you know we it opens a better channel for both parties to to uh, trash out their differences and to resolve the community's problems. I asked Simon to comment on whether this case could be viewed as a slap suit. Yeah, uh, so actually it was part of our defense as well that uh, we consider this as a slap suit. It is in in our defense we actually said that this is a slap suit. But of course in Malaysia uh, judiciary and Malaysian law. We don't really have a slap uh, law yet, uh, but we consider this to be part of a slap suit. Uh, the, I know that international community has been rallying behind us as well, has been campaigning and anti, uh, uh, on anti-slap. Uh, yeah, I hope you know. I also hope that the government will look into anti-slap uh, legislation. Uh, and I know that uh, during one of the chief judge of Sarawak or chief judge of Malaysia, there was actually an attempt to introduce an anti-slap rules of court in Malaysia. And I I think our country should move forward and and look into this as well. Otherwise, whenever uh, government agencies or even uh, even companies are not following procedures or or there are complaints against them, then we are not allowed to say anything. Then that goes against our freedom of speech as well. And and every time that uh, we voice out something that we are going to get sued and I, I don't think that that is in line with our freedom of expression so I think it is high time that our politicians our the new unity government should also consider an anti-slap legislation We know that local and international communities had rallied behind Save Rivers through campaigns and support letters I asked Simon if the government had commented on this case at all With regards to this case it's, to my knowledge the government did not mention anything uh, no comments were made by the government So now that both parties have arrived at this amicable solution, I asked Simon how both he and the Save Rivers community were feeling. Yeah, of course we are very happy that we have won this case. The sampling we drawing this case is a victory to us. Um, And and we hope that, you know, we hope that this kind of thing doesn't happen again. Definitely hoping that it won't happen again. And we hope that uh, through this experience as well, uh, big corporations, uh, even the government as well, will take this into consideration that, you know, Uh, Don't just brush aside the community's uh, concern. Come down, sit with us, uh, listen to us. Maybe you can find a middle ground and where we can work together. We can, because all our concerns uh, are definitely for the communities. We are for for the country as well. We want a better country. We want better rules. We want better guidelines. Uh, We are not, a lot of people are saying that, oh, we are against development. We are not against development. We want a sustainable development. And, and, and Malaysia is also parties to these uh, sustainable development goals as well. So we should be looking into all these things. Make us part of this conversation rather than uh, thinking that we are, we are the outsider. We are not. We should be part of this conversation. I also asked him to give his thoughts on free prior and informed consent. 
Yeah, so so free prior informed consent, you have to look at your mechanism as well. Is it really free prior informed consent or is it just paperwork? Because a lot of the situations that we are facing today is all just paperwork. Uh, uh, audit are not done properly, but people on the ground did not know the real uh, what is really happening on the ground. So, and I, I feel that these are things that we should take in uh, take it seriously. We should look at uh, all these uh, reports, audits done and we must scrutinize them, the public should be able to scrutinize them. Otherwise, it is meaningless. It is meaningless. We are just going to international community and say we have P FPIC, uh, but then actually, in fact, we don't have. Yeah. I hope the, uh, the community outside will also help us, also support us in our, in our efforts uh, that we will have a more sustainable development in Malaysia, uh, get the native involved, listen to their voice, uh, the, the orang asals, the indigenous community, listen to their voice. Because conservation can only really happen if you get them involved because the, the native community, the indigenous community has been conserving our forest for the past, we always use the word, since time immemorial. We have to get them involved if we are uh, serious about uh, fighting climate change. That was Simon Sia, the lawyer for Save Rivers, uh, commenting and explaining uh, the legal aspects of the case involving Samling and Save Rivers. After a quick word from our sponsors, you'll hear from Jetty Word, the director of the Borneo Project, who's also in Miri for the court case. We'll have more after this quick break. Keep it here on Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Welcome back. This is Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. I was in Miri uh, exactly two weeks ago to cover a court case between timber company Samling and the NGO Save Rivers, in which Samling had sued the NGO for defamation. They had sought an apology, an injunction stopping Save Rivers from reporting community claims and damages to the sum of 5 million ringgit. In case you missed it, Samling dropped the lawsuit on the morning of the 18th itself. Both parties signed a joint agreement on the matter. And uh, earlier, before the break, you heard from Simon Sia, the lawyer for Save Rivers explained the details of that case. Shortly after speaking to Simon, I caught up with Jetty Word, the director of the Borneo Project, a group that describes themselves as bringing international attention and support to community-led efforts to defend forests, sustainable livelihoods and human rights. So they've trained dozens of Indigenous activists in community mapping, uh, enabling communities to map areas of ancestral land claims and win legal cases and negotiations, among, among many other things that they do as part of their work. They also bring international attention and support to community led efforts to defend forests, sustainable livelihoods and human rights. So here's my conversation with Jetty about everything that had transpired. So Jetty, you know, we know that Samling has withdrawn their case against Safe Rivers. Mm -hmm. What does that mean exactly? You know, it means a lot of things right now. Uh, it shows that Samling miscalculated. I think from my perspective, they thought that they could use legal intimidation to solve their problems and it's really backfired. Um, and it also shows that the status quo will no longer stand. So, you know, Samling can no longer just ignore communities and use legal intimidation and, and push these claims that are really important to the side. Um, it shows that using slap suits is going to backfire in the context of Malaysia when communities and when organizations are united and they fight back. Um, and in a practical sense for Save Rivers, it means that they're no longer silenced. So for two years, they were not able to speak as um, freely about these issues. And now they are more free to go along with their work. 
and yeah, just continue doing what they were doing, right, in, in, in essence. Um, for just for our listeners' benefit, can you remind us about a few things? So what exactly were Sunday Suing Safe Rivers for, uh, and what were they demanding from the company? Sure. So they were suing Safe Rivers for defamation, and they were demanding an apology, an injunction preventing Safe Rivers from reporting on community issues through their Stop the Chop campaign, and damages in the sum of 5 million ringgit. And that was both to Save Rivers and personally to the directors of Save Rivers. Um, it was filed two years ago. So they've been in this battle for over two years and it was delayed a total of four times during that process. Okay, and what were the reasons for those delays? Would we know? There were a few different delays. I think Samling requested a delay once um, and then the court here in Miri also delayed the case several times. Okay, all right. And then that sort of brings us to uh, Monday's uh, mm-hmm. situation where, you know, it um, there was, as we mentioned earlier, something withdrew their case. Some people are thinking that that might mean that there was a settlement. Uh, would that be right? That is incorrect. It's really a withdrawal. It's not a settlement. So the agreement was to publish a joint statement on the Save Rivers website. And after that was done, it was it was a pretty basic and dry statement. Uh, Sam Ling withdrew their case. Okay. And did Save Rivers have to, because, you know, you mentioned earlier there was, you know, some demands for retractions and things, right? So did Save Rivers have to retract any of the comments or reports that they made? No, they did not have to make any edits to any of the articles or community community claims that they posted, and they did not have to pay damages to Samling. Okay, and they stand by everything they said? Yes, they stand by everything that they reported, uh, that the communities told them about. Excellent. Thank you for clearing that up. Um, and of course, you know, folks like you, you know, the Borneo Project, uh, many other international organizations came together uh, to speak out against this lawsuit when it first, you know, when it first came to light, right? Can you give us an idea of some of the organizations that rallied behind Save Rivers? Sure. There was a lot of support both in Malaysia and internationally. There were over 160 organizations internationally and in Malaysia that uh, signed a letter to Sam Ling asking them to withdraw the suit. There were over, I believe, 8,000 people who sent an email to the CEO of Sam Ling asking him to withdraw the suit. Over 34,000 people signed a petition asking Sam Ling to withdraw the suit. Um, And overall, it really engaged a global and local community who, you know, did not want to see this injustice. Okay, and you know, uh, in, in previous conversations I had with lawyer uh, Simon Sia as well, right? The lawyer that who was defending Safe Rivers, uh, and him and many others, and you included, regarded this as a slap suit. Yeah. Uh, for anyone unfamiliar with that term, could you help break that down? For us? Sure. So slap S L A P P. It stands for strategic litigation against public participation. And it's basically a mechanism or a tool that powerful companies and powerful players around the world are using to silence dissent, whether that's in journalism or NGOs or whistleblowers. Um, But we do see a trend of slap suits on the rise globally. It's being very well documented, but you know the good thing is that more people are realizing you know what a slap suit is and uh, speaking out against it. And of course, uh, you know a, there was huge support right from local and international communities, as you uh, mentioned earlier, and other groups in support of Save Rivers. There was something called Stop the Slap campaign. Yes, yeah. that's right, yeah. a Stop the Slap campaign, and um, that was really a reaction. It was outrage around the world. Um, against this organization that's really supporting community-led voices. It's, and it's such important work 
to support communities in their fights to gain legal recognition to their land and protect their forests and livelihoods. Yeah, definitely. And um, we won't get too much into it. Uh, you mentioned how many letters were sign sent to something, but I do understand that there was actually a police report lodged against Safe Rivers over mm -hmm. this. Yeah, that's right. Um, the CEO of Sam Ling lodged a police report against Save Rivers and against Peter Kalang, the director of Save Rivers, for the emails that were sent to him. Although Save Rivers really had nothing to do with any of that, um, but it obviously uh, struck a chord, um, pushed the yes. buttons in the Sam Ling leadership. Okay. Yeah. All right. And um, as far as you know, uh, there was no further action taken? No, there was no further action taken. They had, I believe, a pretty polite conversation with the police, and that's all it was. Okay, all right. So coming back to the present, of course, Sam Ling, Save Rivers released that joint statement. Uh, can you help sort of lay out what they've agreed upon moving forward? Sure. Um, so, you know, there really wasn't very much to the joint statement. It was posted on the Save Rivers website, and it basically just acknowledges that the certificate for the Jeremiah FMU, the Jeremiah Forest Management Unit, was given by the MTCS, which of course is a fact um, that Save Rivers never denied the certificate was given. Um, and it also agreed that the welfare of the community was a priority for Save Rivers and Samling. So it's really overall, there's not much there. Okay, so here we are, and uh, we do know that then Save Rivers can just carry on with their work. Um, but. You know, for two years, you know, since the lawsuit first began, right, it has impacted Save Rivers' work, I'm sure, right? Yeah, it really has impacted Save Rivers um, in both good ways and bad ways, actually. So, first of all, they were not able to make any public statements about the case um, or the things that they had reported on previously. So it really silenced their very important work. There were obviously a lot of costs involved as well, both financial and time-wise. It was really... Um, quite a burden for this, the Save River staff to bear. Um, and not to mention, you know, the legal costs are, are quite difficult for such a small organization, grassroots organization. Um, but, you know, they continued their work uh, in spite of everything. And I believe in many ways they're actually coming out of this uh, stronger than they were before. As, you know, as happens with individuals or organizations, challenges often make us stronger. They had to find new ways to work. It really brought communities together. They forged new alliances and partners for campaigning. Um, and really importantly, it brought more media attention to the issues. So overall, I would say that they're coming out of this much stronger than before. Okay. You know, you, we, you, earlier you mentioned that you know, uh, there was no compensation in terms of Save Rivers having to uh, give anything to Sumling, right? But what about the other way? Was Save Rivers given any form of compensation from this case? You know, I mean, we know it ultimately was started and, and, and dropped by Sumling. Um, so for all those legal you know, uh, costs that you were talking about? Yes, yeah, Samling, uh, as far as I know, did not pay anything to Save Rivers. There, were, there was no exchange of funds in either direction. So one better one, <laughs> but the work continues uh, for the indigenous communities and all the NGOs working to protect these uh, sacred lands, right? Um, maybe you can share what some of the issues are that, you know, that the indigenous communities are facing, uh, some projects and plans that, uh, you know, uh, that are in place uh, moving forward. Sure. So, yes, so this work continues. There is still logging happening. There is still expansion of plantations, not just oil palm plantations, but also Another really significant issue is licenses for planted forests, meaning that um, uh, instead of natural forests, the forest is cut down and they, 
companies are building instead um, acacia, eucalyptus, you know, monoculture and or um, introduced species that are often grown and then um, chopped down for pulp and paper, wood, wood products. Uh, there's also the threat of carbon trading, actually, which is sort of new on the scene here in Sarawak. And as far as I can tell, the NGOs working on those issues really see it as just another way to gain access to indigenous territories. So that's going to be, I think, a quite a big issue um, very soon in Sarawak. Um, and in the meantime, Sarawa, uh, Save Rivers and their network are just going to continue to push to advocate for indigenous voices on the ground, to continue to push for reform within the Malaysian timber certification system itself. It's very flawed as we see these, uh, these logging concessions are being certified without obtaining uh, the full free prior and informed consent of indigenous communities. Um, and so, you know, the fight continues. And also on the other side, the building continues. So projects like the Upper Bottom Forest Area, the UBFA, is a way to really elevate indigenous voices and support indigenous-led forest protection. And that's actually a project together with the Forest Department um, and other stakeholders. I believe that Samling actually has some uh, members on the steering committee. So hopefully that relationship will, will move forward and develop. Um, and yeah, the, the fight's going to continue. There's always work to do. And it's really exciting to see Save Rivers coming out of this stronger and building more for the communities where they work. Excellent. But uh, as always, you know, I always like to know, is there any way at all that the public can support, uh, you know, the work that you guys are doing, well, that Save Rivers are doing and also, you know, the Borneo project? Sure. Well, you know, there's a lot of things that we can do as individuals and within our networks. I think big picture is to pay attention to what you consume. You know, it's really important to know where our products are coming from. Are they coming from indigenous territories? You know, anything from bananas and coffee and vanilla to the table in your kitchen. Uh, so consume less, recycle, you know, there's, we throw so much away and we need to just consume less as, an, as a global community if we're gonna get through the next stages of what's coming. Um, another really important thing for Save Rivers right now, they had really high financial costs from this lawsuit. So, you know, they are stronger, but um, it was it was tough, you know, they really took a financial hit. So for whoever is able to donate, there's a donate button on the Save Rivers website. It's very easy to do so, and that's a huge help, um, anything that comes in. And I'll, of course, you know, follow Save Rivers on social media, Instagram, Facebook, um, and the Borneo Project as well. We have Instagram as Facebook. and. Beyond that, I think it's just important to be uh, aware of, of our impact in the world and have these conversations in our communities. That was Jetty Wood, the director of the Borneo Project. You can find out more about the organisation and the work that they do by visiting borneoproject.org. During my time in Miri, I also caught up with Peter Kalang, the founding chairman of Save Rivers, about how the group are going to move forward following the conclusion of this lawsuit. I also spoke to Boyce Ngao and Erang Ngang from the Jiranai Community Rights Action Group, or GCRAC, to hear stories from the affected communities themselves about what's happening in the Upper Baram region in Sarawak. 
those episodes will be airing over the next couple of weeks on Earth Matters, so please do keep a lookout for them. But in the meantime, if you miss any part of today's conversation, you can always search for the podcast at bfm.my slash earth. You can also find it on the BFM app. This has been Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.